0: Amen. Amen. As we begin our Bible study for this evening, do me a favor, go ahead and share this on your page. It's been an awesome time in the Lord. I'm just so grateful and so honored that we are here and we are here together and enjoying this opportunity to learn God's word. We're going to have a moment of prayer. Let me give you a second. Just go ahead and share this with someone Once again, welcome to our midweek Bible study right here at Liberty Christian Church International. I'm excited for this night. I'm excited for this opportunity. I'm excited that we get to go into the Word of God. It's always an honor and a pleasure just to dive into the Word of God. We know the Bible says to study, to show thyselves approval, workmen who need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the Word of God. And we got an awesome topic. We've been in this awesome time of studying and understanding, but I do want to open us up with a word of prayer. I want to give you about another 15 seconds to go ahead and share this on your page, share this with some friends, invite someone in. We're not just streaming on Facebook, but we're on Twitter, we're on Periscope, we are on Roku, and on our website, so we just want to give everybody a second to get acclimated, to get, in, to get inside. Um, it's just gonna be an awesome night. Amen. I can't wait. Um I'm, I'm excited about tonight. I'm excited about this word. I'm excited about this opportunity that we have for this evening. It's gonna be an amazing word, amen. So, once again, do me a favor, go ahead and share this on your page. And let's go before the throne of grace on this evening. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, God, for this opportunity for this time god that we have to spend in your word we have to spend getting to know you better we thank you god for bringing us through this day we thank you god for the opportunity that we have just to draw closer to you on today god we don't take it lightly god that you have brought us through that you've seen fit to bring us through danger seen and unseen on this day god so god god right now we just thank you for remembering us we thank you god for holding close to us, to loving us, to to keeping us close to you, God. So, God, as we set this time aside tonight, God, let your word be clear to us. Give us revelation of your word. Give us revelation of your plan for our life. Give us revelation for us to be better kingdom citizens. Father, first and foremost, we do want to thank you and ask you to forgive us of our sins of today, God, sins of... sins of admission and sins of commission, sins against your will, your purpose, and your plan for our lives, God. God, we're not a perfect people, but we serve a perfect God, and we know, God, that you look low at us, God. You you look from your throne of grace. You look from your throne of mercy, but yet we still come to you with a repentant heart, knowing, God, that it is you that saved us, that that it is you that set us free, that it is you that love us more than anything else in this world we're your creation we were created in your image and in your likeness so we just thank you God we worship you and we magnify you oh God we ask right now God that you cast those sins into the sea of forgiveness so that it may never be remembered again God we just thank you we we worship you we open up our mouth God and before we get into studying your word your your logos we we just open up our mouths and we worship you and we just magnify your name Somebody simply right now just open up your mouth and say hallelujah. Somebody open up your mouth and say thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. If you don't know what else to say, just say hallelujah. The Bible said that that is the highest praise. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Just worship for a minute. The Bible says that he inhabits this place of your worship. He inhabits this place of your praise. He delights in your praise. He delights in your worship it's a sweet savor to him and it's our love offering back to him. It's our, our show of gratitude when we worship. It's our show of affection when we worship. And as we worship, he, he, he just loves us so much that he will open up doors. He will open up windows. He will pour out blessings, but, but we don't do it just for the blessings. We do it because he's our father. And and, and there is none like him. He, he's not like uh, an earthly father, but he's a heavenly father that makes no mistakes in our lives, that has full dominion and authority and rule over our lives. Even when we err, we come back to him and say, Daddy, I'm here. And he opens up his arms and he receives us again. So we just honor you, God. We just thank you, God. We magnify your name. You are King of Kings and you are Lord of Lords. You are Alpha and you are Omega. You are our beginning and you are our end. You are our joy, our peace, our love, our comfort, our patience, our everything that we desire. You are, God. And so, God, we just thank you on this evening, God. God, as we come together to learn of you, God, to learn what your word says, your living word What it says about our lives, what it says to make us a better kingdom citizen, what it says to make us better sons and daughters. What it makes it what it says to make us better, fathers and husbands and wives and and mothers and daughters and sons and uncles and grandparents, but it says to make us better. God, we we receive it on this evening, God. We ask right now, God, that you open up our hearts, that you open up our spiritual minds, that you open up our physical minds so that it can be received what thus saith the Lord. So, God, on this evening, at this moment, at this time where nothing happens by happenstance in every person that has tuned in, God, that you would have a rhema word for them right now, that you would open up the recesses of their minds, that you would open up the recesses of their hearts so that this word is not just biblical, but is practical for their life. God, I take no authority. I take no glory. I take no honor in this opportunity that you've given me to be an ambassador of you, God. So God, hide me behind your cross on this evening. God, allow the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. God, so no matter where this reaches at, in the airways, however it may reach to a person right now, God, we ask that you deposit into them, into their atmosphere, into their environment, uh, your Holy Spirit, to make it conducive for learning. Not just shouting, but but learning on this evening, learning of you, learning of your purpose and your plan for our life. And God, in return, we give you all the glory and we give you all the praise and we give you all the honor. It is in Jesus' name that we pray, the name that is above all other names, the name which Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, that shall be given unto you from the Father. The name that stands above all, all other names, the name that demons tremble at, the name Jesus. He is the lily of the valley. He is the bright and morning star. Uh, He is the rose of Sharon. He is Jesus. He is Yeshua. He is Yeshua. Somebody just open up your mouth and just call out his name. Whatever you may be going through, whatever you've been dealing with, whatever you're looking for, the breakthrough you're looking for, the breakout you're looking for, God, just simply say, Yeshua, receive it right now. Pour out all of you right now at the throne. Pour it all out because in that empty place, he can pour into you exactly what he, he's ready to deposit in your life. So pour out right now. Pour it all out. Lay it all right now at the altar. Get naked before him right now. It's time to lay prostrate before him. I thank you, God, for all that you're doing. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen, amen. Do me a favor. Your Bibles, your cell phones, get your pens, your pads, whatever you may have. Lift up your Bibles and repeat after me. Repeat it after me. We make our Bible Bible declaration. Amen. Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose, God's plan, and God's design for my life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God. Shout this. Therefore, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will not be distracted. Somebody put the devil on notice. I will not be distracted, but I will hear what thus saith the Lord. And as a result of what I hear today, I'm going to leave here better than I came. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise in your homes right now. Your home is your sanctuary right now. Your home is your classroom right now. Your home is the place, the dwelling place of God right now. So I need you to, to, to make it conducive for learning. I know the kids are running around. I know husband needs dinner. I know your wife needs her feet rubbed, but this is the time that we're going to set aside and get into the presence of God. Tell them come on and join you real quick. I promise you, I'm not going to hold you past 830. We got to about 45 minutes to do this and i'm just excited about this word that god has been preparing god has been giving me god has been talking to me about we've been in this uh in this in, in this series so to speak uh over the last five weeks or the last four weeks dealing with the kingdom citizen becoming a better kingdom citizen and we've 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 gone week by week and dealt with a lot of things and this week is no different um last week we 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 dealt with this theme uh what why is it why is doing nothing often the place of comfort we dealt with that that question about uh why is doing nothing a place of comfort for the believer um and, and we We talked about how we like to be behind the scenes and not deal with stuff and really just allow others to handle things. And even though God has called us out, we dealt with dealing with the spirit of laziness last week. And so now this week, I want to step it a little bit further because I want you to see exactly how God wants you to be. I want you to see exactly the standard as you see on our screen right now, the standard that God has for you. We're in a position and in a mindset of setting a standard as a kingdom citizen. Somebody declared, I got to set a standard as a kingdom citizen. I I have to set the standard. But the bigger picture that that I need you to grab hold of and understand is how do I plan out how do I strategize that standard amen amen give me a second the microphone is is doing his own little thing on this evening but how do I what do I gauge as my standard of uh, of uh, of for my standard as a kingdom citizen and I'm glad you asked that question um because I need you to know and understand and identify who sets a standard of excellence as a kingdom citizen who sets the standard of excellence and and right now if you're in our Facebook or you're on Twitter or wherever you may be I I simply want to ask you and I want to get some get some answers and some responses but who sets the standard of excellence as a kingdom citizen and so I'm going to try to make this a little interactive on this evening I'm I'm looking at Facebook while we're doing this so so you can answer some questions as well with me. Don't be shy on this evening. But who sets the standard of excellence in being a kingdom citizen? Who who sets that standard? Who who do you believe is the is the one who designs what a standard for a kingdom citizen should look like uh, i'm not going to hold on uh, a, a whole lot but i need somebody to simply uh let me know who sets the standard as a kingdom citizen amen uh that that, that is not um it, it, it's a mindset and a thing that we have to understand this because that simple answer is this God sets the standard as your, uh, uh, for the kingdom citizen. God sets the standard of excellence as a kingdom citizen. And as a kingdom citizen, there's a mark and a and a and a level of excellence that we have to strive for. A mark and a level of excellence that we have to obtain in in operating and functioning as a kingdom citizen. You know, on your job when when, when you're operating in your job and you're operating uh, in other realms and other uh, things that you're doing in your life, you have to see yourself operating in excellence, amen? You have to see yourself operating in a mindset and in a, and in a season, Um that gives you the opportunity to be just what God is, what, what you're supposed to be in your job, excuse me, um, just to be who you're supposed to be in your job. And so now as a kingdom citizen, when you're on your job, you're, striv- you're consistently striving for excellence and you're consistently striving to be the best you can be at it. But oftentimes as a kingdom citizen, we forget what the standard bearer has said to us and how we should live our lives accordingly accordingly. We we see opportunities where we're saying, well, they should just be happy because I'm doing it. They should just be happy because I'm involved in this ministry. I'm involved here and I'm doing this. And we miss the mark of operating in excellence. Somebody say, I got to operate in excellence. My standard has to be excellence. So I want us to look at some scripture on this evening. I'm not preaching this thing. I'm teaching this thing tonight. So I need you to grab hold of your Bibles. I need you to grab hold of your pens. I need you to grab hold of this mindset so that we can get uh, get to a place of operating the way that God has called us to operate somebody say I'm setting my standard for better advancement I'm setting my standard to move into my anointing I'm setting my standard to be who God has called me to be I'm setting my standard so that I could obtain the goals that God has told me that were attainable in my life I'm setting my standard so that I could walk by faith and not by sight I'm setting a standard in in order to be the the kingdom-minded citizen that I should be. The kingdom-minded, the one who's chasing after the things of God. I I, I gotta set my mind on excellence if I'm going to be a kingdom citizen. Uh, somebody ready? I'm ready to get into this thing tonight. So we're going to look at some scripture on this evening, and we're going to first start with Psalms, the first chapter. I got about three scriptures. We're going to stay in the book of Psalms on this evening, because Psalms is a book that was mostly written by King by David when he was uh, at as songs to the Lord. They were songs of worship, songs of praise, but in these songs are some very vital and important information that David has relayed uh, and David has laid from his heart, um, from the voice of God and how his worship is to God and how things should look and how things should sound and how things should be in the earth and how and where our worship is supposed to be because one of the most important things about excellence or one of the biggest things in the kingdom of God should, that should be done in excellence is our worship. Uh, I'm not talking about what happens on Sunday in the choir stand. I'm not talking about what happens when there's a group of people around, but in your private time, your worship should set the standard of excellence for you to see God's best coming and performed in your life. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with something on this evening. Your worship should open up and operate in excellence so much so that God should say, I, as soon as you begin to worship i don't care if you can sing the best i don't care if you can dance the best i don't care if you can dance the worst or sing the worst or pray the worst but your but your heart's posture should be moving in excellence your heart's posture should be operating according to how god sees you and if god created you fearfully and wonderfully then that means on the inside of you there is excellence why because god does not make a mistake god does not uh uh create in mediocrity. God creates in excellence. I'm jumping ahead of myself on this evening. So we're going to look at uh, uh, at Psalms, the first chapter, the first through the sixth verse. Amen. Psalms, the first chapter, looking at the first through the sixth verse. And it reads as this. We're reading from the New American Standard Bible. And it simply says this. Uh, amen. It simply says this how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the path of sinners nor sits in the seat of scoffers but his delight is in the law of the lord and in and in his law he meditates day and what and night he will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in it in in its season and its leaves do not wither and in whatever he does somebody say whatever whatever he does he what prospers the wicked are not so but they are like shaft which the which the wind drives away therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous for the lord knows the way of the righteous but the ways of the wicked will perish. So once again, I, I, I really want us to deal with and talk about this standard of excellence that we have to operate in, this standard of excellence that we that, that we must see. Why? Because there are some important things and some important aspects that, that when God created you, when you became a kingdom citizen, you gotta realize this, that he empowers you to use the gifts that he's giving you. He's empowered you to use the talents that he's blessed you with. And he's empowered you to use the abilities to show and give an excellent report. And see, if we obey and follow his instructions, we realize that we can meet the standard of God. Why? Because God's standard operates in excellence. In all things that God did, God did well. The Bible says that when when he created the earth, he, he looked at everything and said what? It is good. In God's eyes and in God's mind, every aspect that he has created, everything that he has formed, he has created in excellence. And when we look at this scripture and when we talk about this scripture, I want you to get this. Amen. It says this: How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. See, in verse one, uh, 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 we got to realize what, what what David was saying: that 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 your thoughts must be consulted with the mind of God and not the perceptions of the world. Somebody hear what I just said. Your Because the Bible says, how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel, who does not walk with the opinions of the wicked, who does not take the wicked's advice, does not take the wicked's uh, 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 doctrine, does not take the wicked's mindset for their life. He said, how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. So now if if we're understanding that and what he's saying, and once again, like I said, your thoughts uh, must be Consulted with the mind of God. No matter what it is in your life, I know there are times in our life where we constantly are saying, "Well, I I, I don't need to uh, I don't need to consult God for this. This is just something I know I I, I can do." on my own. But a lot of times do you realize that if you consult with God, if you pray before you do something, God will make the the, the path straight. God will open up your eyes to the challenges that may be coming. God will open and reveal to you his word for that season, for that thing that you're trying to obtain in, in your life. If God operates in excellency, if God operates with authority, if God operates with a standard, we want to operate in that same standard in our life. We want to operate with the same mindset. We want to operate with the same goals. We want to operate with the same understanding that God has. So now if we're operating with the same understanding because we're consulting God, because we're, God is counseling us, God is leading us, God is directing us, then and, and instead of us listening to the voice of the wicked ones, the counsel of those that are wicked, the, and, and, don't, and get, don't get me wrong, and, and please hear me when I say this, just because they're wicked does not mean that the counsel they give you will not seem right. Right? Mm. It does it does not mean that it will not be flattering to your ears. That does not seem like it does not mean that just because they're wicked is going to be some perverted thing. But get this. When the counsel of the wicked comes about you, it may excite the potential, but it will deviate you from the God ordained plan and purpose and assignment for your life. The, the, the counsel of the wicked, get this again, may excite the potential of the vision, of the dream, of the aspirations. But it will deviate the vision, the dream, and the aspirations from the purpose, the God-ordained plan, the God-ordained assignment for your life. So there are times where, you can, where, where you, you'll have a dream or a vision of doing something for the kingdom. And, 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 and it's a great and wonderful dream, but it may not seem like it will prosper you financially. But then you'll have somebody who's who, who's not saved or somebody who the enemy has decided to use at this moment. Tell you, well, why do you have to just why does it have to be kingdom minded that you do this? Why can't it just be? Uh, why can't it just be something like this? Why can't you? Why can't you take off the things of God from attaching to it and just be so and so? But God has already told you that I wanted you to do this for my kingdom. But the the, the person will tell you that, uh, or or the mindset, or the enemy will play on your mind is that you can be more successful if you just separate yourself from God. You can keep the plan, but you can separate it from God. And if you separate it from God, it's going to prosper. It's going to make you a millionaire. This is going to bring you millions of followers. This is going to bring you millions of people that are going to like you. This is going to bring you to millions of people that do this. But the plan that God had you for was to for, was to be kingdom-minded citizens, to draw kingdom people in there, to draw sinners to see what the kingdom of God looks like. And because you deviate from what God said, now you deviate the purpose that God gave you the vision. Who am I talking to right now? When you deviate from calling it what God said call it or operating in it the way God said operate in it, you deviate the purpose the God ordained design or the assignment that God had for you. Somebody say I got a, I got a standard of excellence to keep. That you, you gotta understand that you cannot walk in the counsel of the wicked when it's pertaining to the things of God. How to raise your children. You can't always walk to the counsel of the wicked. Uh, you, you, you too tough on your children. You, you need to ease up on your children. You need to let your kids do this. You need to count let your kids do this. Oh, it sounds good, but the counsel of the Lord, the Bible says, train up a child in the what? In the way that he should go. So when he gets old, he or she, when they get old, they will not depart far from it. See, the counsel of the wicked will tell you constantly that it that it's okay to deviate from the things of God. So if I'm setting a standard of excellence, if I'm setting a standard that is, that is based on what I've seen God do in my life, that means I have to uphold, I have to abstain and stay away from the counsel of the wicked. That scripture goes on to say again, once again, that Psalms, the first chapter, looking at the first through the sixth verse, it goes on to say this. It says, Nor stand in the path of sinners. Nor stand in the path of sinners. You know, we 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 get into a mindset where we, we enjoy the 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 things from our past and so much so when we enjoy the things from our past we enjoy operating and uh, and, and allowing ourselves to be sort of in the water and out of the water at the same time we want to be relevant in the kingdom but we don't want to lose our relevancy in the world so we will stand in the path of the sinner we will stand in there because we want to experience some things that they are experiencing, but then run back to the kingdom and say, I'm a kingdom citizen. Who, 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 are, who are we dealing with on this evening? The, the, the standard of excellence requires you to separate yourself from the sinful man, not because you're better than them, but because God needs to position you to be able to minister to the sinner. The, we were the we know the scripture says we were all born into sin and shaped into iniquity the bible said that you were that uh, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god sinned in the past tense when i gave my life to jesus christ i separated myself from the guilt of the sin i separated myself from the penalty of the sin and i've given my life to jesus christ who has already died for my sin that does not mean i may not fall uh, fall and sin again but that means That my life is not operated under the excellence of sin. My life is not operated under the obedience to the enemy. My life is not operated under the mindset and the authority of the one of the the ruler of the prince of this world. My life is now given to operate in excellence because I'm a kingdom citizen. I have authority, I have rights, I have I have power. I have dominion, and if I have dominion, that means I can operate in excellency with this dominion. Who am I talking to right now? Too too often in our lives, we miss the mark of operating in excellency because we don't think we're worthy. We think we have fallen too many times. We think that we've gone through too many things for us to stand up, dust ourselves off, change our garments, put on that whole white, that white outfit, and stand up and say, I'm operating in excellency. Somebody take a moment and, t- and tell your neighbor, tell somebody that's around you, tell somebody that's sitting next to you, I'm changing how I think, and I'm changing the status, standards of my life because I need to operate in excellency. I need to operate in excellency. This is the practical part. I need to operate in excellency with my finances. I need to operate in excellency with my attendance at work. Somebody tell your children, you need to operate in excellency when it comes to your homework. You need to operate with authority and power as a kingdom citizen in the everyday practical ways of my life. Because if I continue to say that I'm, I'm a child of God, if I continue to say that I'm a kingdom citizen, it, it requires me to walk with a different mantle. It requires me to walk in a different aspect and in a different light. It requires me to see the things in the earth spiritually before I see them carnally. It requires me to be able to stand up to the tests and the trials that I'm going through on a consistent basis in operating in excellency. I have to have a standard of excellency. See, we, when we hear his instructions, God, God's instructions does not uh, tell us to operate mediocre. God does not do anything in your life in a mediocre way. God does not do anything in your life half-heartedly. When God does it, he does it in excellence. So if he does it in excellence, and we say that we're kingdom citizens, we say that we're heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus, we say that we're above and not beneath, that requires us to operate in the same excellency of the one who created us in his image and in his likeness. So now, if I'm operating in excellency, that means I have some things that I got to see. So now when we look at this scripture again, I need you to read this. Uh, And I'm going to read the beginning part again. Psalms, the first chapter. The Psalms, the first chapter, says this. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. uh, But his delight is in what? The law of the Lord. And I told you this a couple of weeks ago when we were dealing with the evicted series that Jesus came to fulfill the law. And if we are in Christ and behold, we are in Christ and we are new creatures. If Christ died with us and the Bible said that we were raised with him as well, we are no longer bound under the law. But because Christ fulfilled the law, that means we now fulfill the same law. That means we are a part of the law. If Christ embodies the law, we are now part of the law with Christ. So we're not under the law, but our standard of operation is high enough, is on excellency enough that we operate and our standard and our mark to bear with has to be in excellency. It has to be filled with the law. It says this. We're going to go on just a little bit more. And it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates what? Day and night. That means the believer. We're constantly thinking on the things of God. We can't sit there and consume our mind with power. We can't sit there and constantly consume our mind with everything that the enemy puts in our face. Because when we do that, we begin to meditate on that thing. The reason your prayer life your worship life, your life abiding and, and trying to draw closer to God is, on the, is on, the, on the skits, is on the offset. It doesn't seem like it's operating right. It's because of the excellency that you've been ingesting. If you're ingesting the world's excellency, how do you expect to operate as God, uh, as a kingdom citizen with God excellency on your mind? i need you to understand i need you all to get this mindset that if i'm operating in excellency it, it has to be focused on kingdom business yeah i'm great at my job but are you giving your job to the kingdom i'm great at this like i said before areas that we need to operate in excellency and finances what are you doing are you saving are you investing are you are, are you contributing Or are you just, or or are you living a mindset where it says that I got to have all these things of the world and I'm not investing in myself and the kingdom? So now as a kingdom citizen, when I, when we talk about finances and all of us have been through that moment, all of us are, 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 are at a place where we can do better with the things that God has given us stewardship over. I'm jumping ahead of myself real quick. So. So now I'm going to jump back to scripture because I don't want to jump ahead of self. And it says, and in his law, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and its leaves do not wither. This tree that he's talking about, if you've ever been by a brook, some of the most beautiful trees are are, are, are entrenched and rooted right there by the water. Why? Because they have access to what feeds them life. And somebody just missed what I just said. That tree that is planted by the water has access to what feeds it life. And because they have direct access to what feeds its life, it, get this. Just imagine if that tree planted itself by water, but all the roots went, went opposite of the, of the way of the water. Everything that that tree needs is right there to sustain life. So many times us as Christians have access to the things of God right there in front of us. But we'll try to do everything else instead of tapping into what God has planned for us, what God has planned in our life. And we continue to sit there and say, God, why am I not advancing? And God is saying, well, when will you submit yourself to me? When will you change the way you operate and begin to operate in excellency? When will you change the way that your mind thinks and begin to and chase after the things of God? Yes, I know that you need resources. Yes, I know that you need all these things. But scripture teaches us what? I pray that you prosper so as what? Your soul prospers. So if my soul is operating in excellency, I'm jumping ahead of myself tonight. If my soul is operating in excellency, I should be ready and in position to receive the best that God has for me physically. If my spirit man is taken care of spiritually, if my spirit man is connected to God and is operating in the way that God has called it to operate, if I'm doing the things that God has required of me, I'm not gossiping, I'm not backbiting, I'm not talking about people, I'm not walking around with a nasty disposition, I'm I'm parenting my kids in the fear of the Lord, I'm raising them up with standards, I'm doing the things that God is requiring of me, I'm not putting other things before the kingdom, I'm not making idols of other people. I'm not operating in that mindset that things come before the kingdom, but I'm putting the kingdom of God before my things. When I do that, then I'm I'm, I'm positioning myself to receive from God. Let's go in and jump on further in scripture. And it says in Psalms, the first chapter, we're looking at uh, about the fifth verse. and, And in whatever he does, he prospers. Somebody missed that. It said, and whatever he does, he what? He prospers. Somebody type that out for me. He prospers. When you are a kingdom-minded citizen, when you're operating and doing the things of the kingdom, he gives you the benefit and the blessing of saying, and whatever he does, he prospers. (laughs) Get this, because then it goes on to say this, the wicked are not so, but they are like shafts which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. See, too often people think that we're going to get to a kingdom place where you're going to look over there and and people who just sinned and did not love God, that sinned and and condemned God, that talked about God. And we just think that we're going to get to this place that they're going to be sitting right there. And, And I can't tell you that everybody's going to be sitting right there. Scripture teaches us there's a place for them. There is a heaven and there is a hell. Everybody's not going to heaven. But I don't have uh, I don't I don't personally have a heaven or hell to put anybody in. But please believe me that the wages of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this thing tonight. He said, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of what the righteous. But the way of the wicked will what I need you to see this big. The way of the wicked will perish. I need you to see all of that at the bottom. Matter of fact, it said the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Mm, 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 My God. So now what what, what am I trying to say? Let's look at this real quick. For the understanding of the believer. I need you to grab hold of this. A person is blessed when God is their consultant, their mentor and their chief uh their chief counsel. The beginning of that scripture tells us what? That that, that uh we cannot live in the counsel. We should not uh, the, that we do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. A person is blessed when God is their consultant, their guide and their authority. Somebody say that. A person prospers, a person operates in excellency when God is their consultant, their guide and their authority. We know that that's what he sent the Holy Spirit to do for us. He said, I will go. Jesus said, I'll go, but I will send you the spirit who will lead and guide you. He said, I won't leave you by yourself. I'm going to give you the tools to operate in excellency. My question to you is, are you operating in that excellency? Number two you prosper when you operate in excellency See, i've been saying that this whole time i told you i jumped ahead of myself i you you prosper when you operate in excellency number 3 the wicked will never have this same testimony. This scripture teaches us right here in Psalms 1 that, that, that the wicked do not have the same ability or the testimony that, the, that those that serve God, those that honor God, those that operate in excellency according to the things of God have the opportunity to do. And number four, God's covenant stands with those who walk in what? Righteousness. Righteousness. Mm. That, that word righteousness, a different standard. My favorite scripture, uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Uh, I beseech thee, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, acceptable and holy, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So no, those who walk in righteousness have transformed their mind to. To not walk in excellency according to the world, but now walk in excellency according to the things of God. So now I got to go higher. When I, when I say I'm a kingdom citizen, I got to go higher. Mm, somebody say it's time for me to go higher. Uh, I got to go higher if I must say I'm a kingdom citizen. I cannot live down here. I cannot operate down here. I cannot function down here. I must elevate my thinking. I must elevate my mind. I must elevate my precepts. I must come under the authority of the word of God, the will of God, and the purpose of God in my life. So I got to elevate and operate in excellency. Somebody say, Today I set a new standard. Today I set myself up to operate in excellency. I'm going to operate in righteousness. I'm going to operate in kingdom authority because if I do that then I see God's best go back to number two it says you prosper when you operate in excellency I'm nowhere I'm I'm not done yet so so now if that's the way we see and that's the way that we're going to operate now I need you to get this if you open if if, let's look over there let's go a little further jump over to Psalms the eighth chapter Psalms, the eighth chapter, we're going to look at the first through the ninth verse. And I'm going to read this real quick. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to be done by 830, but I'm going to read this real quick. Uh, it says this, O oh Lord, our God, O oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth, my God, who have displayed your splendor above the heavens from the mouth of infants and nursing babes." You have established strength because of your adversaries to make the enemy and the refugee and the revengeful cease. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you take thought of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than God and you have crowned him with with glory and majesty. You make him to rule over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen and also the beast of the field, the birds of heaven, the fish of the sea, whatever passes through the paths of the sea. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Somebody need to simply glorify God right there. I feel a praise real quick. I'm not even, I, I, I don't even, uh, I can't even go further than that. Somebody need to simply praise God just for that scripture. I'm going to read it again and I know we're getting shorter. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth who has displayed your splendor above the heavens from the mouth of the infants and the nursing babes. You have established strength because of your adversaries to make the enemy of the revengeful cease when I consider your heavens the works of your fingers the moon and the stars which you have ordained what is man somebody say who am I that, that that you take thought of him and the son of man that you care for him yet you have made him a little lower than God and you have crowned him somebody say I'm crowned with glory I'm, I'm crowned with majesty and you make him to rule over the works of your hands you have put all things under his feet all sheep and oxen and also the beast of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes through the path of the sea. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. God God is giving you dominion and authority and, and power and, and I need you to grab this out of this text because this text just talks about the splendor of God, the the, the power, the anointing, the majesty and what he's called us into and I need you to know right now that that you are crowned with glory and honor he said the 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 text says this who is man that god takes thought of you he said you have clothed him in glory and majesty you have clothed them in glory and honor you 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 need to know that when you're a kingdom citizen and you operate with authority and you operate in excellency there is a glory that's wrapped around you there is honor that comes to you you want to know how to obtain those things that you're saying set your eyes on the things above set your eyes on god set your eyes on operating on a high level as a kingdom citizen no you can you do not have have the right to operate down here anymore. You do not have uh, the, the authority to operate less than what God has called you to be. See, too often you have simply walked around like you have no dominion, like you have no authority, like you have no power. Who am I talking to right now? For too long, the enemy has told you that you're worthless but God said, the text tells us that we are clothed in glory, that we are crowned with glory and honor. Somebody simply stand up and testify and thank God that you're crowned with glory and honor that that God has greater for you than the enemy ever will that God has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light and if you accept the will the purpose and the plan of God then the Of God, the excellency of God. If you begin to operate as a kingdom citizen with a kingdom mandate, with a kingdom mindset, with kingdom authority, with kingdom dominion, that there's nothing the enemy can stop you from accomplishing. The enemy has tested you for so long. Right now, I'm preaching to somebody right now. The enemy has tested you for so long because he did not want you to know that you're crowned in glory and honor. The king, the enemy has tried to test you for so long because He knew that if you simply grab hold of by faith what God has called you, that he's called you the head and not the tail, that he's called you to operate as uh, as uh, 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 the adopted of the beloved, that if you simply operate as a kingdom child, operating in excellency, that you can accomplish, that you can conquer anything that the enemy has thrown your way. You are crowned with glory and honor. But get this, you're not just crowned to sit there and look pretty. The text says that we are stewards over God's hand, over the works of of God's hand. God gave us authority to till the land. God gave us dominion over the fowls of the air, the spirits that, that hover around. He gave us authority over these things. The fish of the sea, which was indicative of income streams. Yeah, you got dominion over the spirits that's been attacking you. If you just open up your mouth as a kingdom citizen, you would realize that you have authority over those spirits. You have authority over income streams in your life. I'm not a prosperity preacher, but I came to tell you that you have authority over income streams. But when you operate as a kingdom citizen and you operate in excellency, you will see you will see the income streams begin to pour into your life. Uncommon favor. He said, "I'll, I'll take your gift and make room for you to sit before great men and kings. You have kingdom authority. The fowls of the air, the fish of the sea, every creepy thing that crawleth upon the earth, everything that tries to hide in darkness to attack you. You have dominion over it to tell it to be bound, to tell it to go back to whom it came from, to go back to your father, the enemy, to go back to your father, the devil. You have this dominion. But you Often, we don't operate with dominion authority and we could refuse to operate in excellence. I'm telling you today to declare that I'm breaking the cycle right now and I'm going to operate as a kingdom citizen. You have stewardship over the excellence of God's creation. All the beauty and the majesty of the earth. When you look at a field and, and it's just beautiful and it grows, You have stewardship to make sure that God's beauty, God's anointing, God's favor, God's handiwork continues to to, to be elevated, to continues to grow. You have this authority. You have authority over the excellence. You have stewardship over the excellence of God's creation. I got one more scripture for you, and I'm just about done. I need somebody to declare that I'm a kingdom citizen operating in excellency somebody type that out for me you operate at a high level stop living this mediocre life stop living this life where you feel like you're less than god did not call you to be less than he called you to operate with a standard i don't care what the person next to you thinks of you as i don't care what your boss thinks of you as But I can guarantee that if you operate according to what God said, how God said to operate, I guarantee that you will see this excellency begin to pour out in every other area of your life. If you got to find a place to start at, start with your relationship with God. If your relationship with God is right, your relationship with your spouse can get better. If your relationship with God is right, If your relationship is operating in excellency, I guarantee your relationship with your kids can get better. If your relationship with God is operated in excellency, I guarantee your work habits can get better. I guarantee that that, that your mindset can get better. Your health can get better. Your spirit can operate better. If you operate with the mindset of excellency according to the word of God and how God created you, How he shaped you, how he formed you, how he molded you. If you begin to operate in excellency, I guarantee you the other areas of your life have no choice but to fall down and submit itself to the will of God. Let's look at Psalms 24. I told you Psalms is is an awesome book to be in. Psalms 24 verses 1 through 6 says this. (sighs) Ah. I I could I could quote this from the the King James Version without even reading this, but I'm going to read this to you. It says the earth is the Lord's and all it contains, the world and all those who dwell in it. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers who may ascend into the hill of the Lord and who may stand in his holy place. He who has clear hands and a pure heart. He who has not lifted up his soul to falsehoods and has not sworn deceitfully. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of those who seek him and who who seek your face. Even Jacob. Selah. Ah, that, 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 that's a powerful text right there. But what I need you to see in this. Is this. First and foremost, the earth and all in it belong to God. All were created by God. All were formed by God and shaped by God. Everything belongs to God. Do we fall victim? Are there those who fall victim to the enemy and give themselves over to him? Yes, there are. But God still created them and he still loves them enough to give them the opportunity to come back. So now the earth and all in it belong to God. Get this clean hands and a pure heart are interrelated with excellence. When we begin to operate. Where where we operate with a pure heart. And we're saying God use my hands to to do what you see fit. When your pure heart does not have bad intentions it's interrelated with the excellence of God get this one maintains a place of humility and honesty when he when when, when he or she is manifesting in excellence they're supposed to say they manifest excellence manifesting excellence you operate in humility because you know it's not of your own will, you know if it's not of your own power, you know that it is God that is leading you, God is that that God is directing you, you know that it is God that is orchestrating your life. And because God is orchestrating your life, you begin to move and operate in excellency. The things that are being manifested are not because you came up with the plan or because you have the full power and you have, you're doing it on your own, but you're doing it because you've been listening to and surrendering yourself to the voice of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God, the power of God. But get this. This is what I really want you to see. Excellence, get this, is generational. It can be passed down. Because uh, God has created you with excellence as a standard for your life. Today you are po- empowered to walk in it. But get this, excellence is generational. What are you willing to invest in your children so that your children can see you? What are you willing to invest in yourself? Let me correct it first. What are you willing to invest in yourself so that your children can see you operating in excellence? What are you doing? Are you showing them how to pray? Are you showing them how to budget their money? Are you showing them how to uh, be uh, good stewards over the things that they have? Are you showing them how to invest? I'm sorry, but. Or are you showing them the opposite? Are you showing them how to curse? Are you showing them how to drink? How you, are you showing them how to fornicate on a consistent basis? Are men and women running in and out of your door all the time? Are these the things you're showing your children? Because I know the old saying that, that we learned as a child from our parents, do as I say, not as I do. But most of us learned our behavior from what we saw in our environment. So my question to you is, what environment are you setting for your next generation? What, in, what things are you instilling in them right now that promotes, that produces, that, pro, uh, that, that, that sets the standard of excellency? You, for, for, for men, I know that you want to be the great provider of your house. But have you taught your boys how to pray? Have you taught your boys how to have standards and respect for women? Have you taught your, your your daughters what to expect from a man in decency and in excellency for their life? What are the standards that you're setting? Because it begins to be trans, it begins to be generational. It transfers from you to them to their children. And too often do we see God's ordained, God's appointed, God's anointed operating in dysfunction because of what their environment entails. Men and women of God, are you so consumed with the pulpit that you forgot about your children in your house? Mm, who am I talking to? Are you so consumed with your status and your elevation that you forgot? To raise them up. In the fear of the Lord. Are you correcting? Are you teaching the word of God? Not just on Sunday. Amen. We have not poured out all of ourselves in order to hear from God and allow God to pour into us. Amen. We, we We have to get to a place where we're saying, God, you know what? It's time to pour. I'm pouring all of me out because I need you to fill you up in me. If we're not allowing God to fill up on our inside. If we're only letting him to pour half in, then that once that half is gone, we deal with the same things over and over again. I'm done on this evening. But we're setting the standard of excellence. Amen? And, and, and my thing to you this evening is simply this. What are you ready to, what are you willing to allow God to do in your life? The position that God has you in right now is a position of saying, I'm ready to pour it all out. See, see, this pandemic has led us to a place where we've been isolated. And in that place of isolation, he said, what are you willing to let go of so I can fill your cup back up? David said in the 23rd Psalms that my cup overfloweth but he has to have an empty cup in order for it to overflow. Because if it's not overflowing with what he's pouring into, if, if there's stuff on the bottom, if there's stuff that's sitting there, and you're not allowing it to be taken out of the cup, then he can never get to the root of the problem. Oh, who am I talking to right now? Some of the biggest issues that you've been facing, some of the biggest issues that you've been going through is because your roots have not been cleaned out. Your roots have not been filtered. It has not been left bare so that God can come in and say, let me do a work in you. Scripture teaches us that he who has begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I'm done, but I need somebody to know that in order to get to this place of excellency, in order to get to this place of uh, of uh, of loving God and hearing from God and doing the things that a kingdom citizen should do, that you got to let go of some things that's been built up, some things that you've been holding on to, some things that, that, that no longer... that that no longer uh, are required in your life because you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. You got to let go of what the world has told you. So at this moment, I want to pray for you right now because there's a standard that is being deposited into you right now as a kingdom citizen. There's a standard of excellency that's being deposited into you as a kingdom citizen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, those that are listening right now, those that are still tuned in, God. When we hear your word and it says that the heavens declare your handiwork and the the earth declares your glory and the heavens declare your handiwork, God. We know, God, that we were created like you in the earth to have dominion, to have authority. And too often the enemy has constantly spoken to our mind that we are not... Fearfully and wonderfully made, that we're not made in your image, but we're made in the image of something else. But right now, God, in the spirit of your, in your Holy Spirit, God, I ask that you deposit right now a cleansing spirit right now to each and every person that's listening. A spirit that is wiping away the the world's standards. A spirit that is washing away all the blemishes that the world has tarnished us with. A spirit that is washing away your, the mindset of the world. For we do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. But God, allow your godly counsel to begin to penetrate, to begin to speak to, to begin to transfer, to begin to transform our lives on this day. Transformation, God. Transformation, transforming us from broken to filled, from broken to whole. That young woman that's broken, that young man that's broken, that older man that's broken, that older woman that's been broken but functioning, God. Mm. That person that's been functioning while bleeding. That person that's been functioning while dying. God, right now, release into their life your spirit right now that can make all things whole. Give them a garment moment, God, that transforms their life, that stops the bleeding, that stops the hurt, that stops the pain, that stops the abuse right now in the name of Jesus. For we operate in excellency. For we operate in excellency. For we operate with your kingdom authority. God, I... I call things finished right now. I call things finished right now. I call minds restored. I call bodies restored. I call hearts restored. I call right relationships restored. But I call the hand of the enemy to let it go. The power of the enemy has no authority over the kingdom of God. God enemy has no authority over God's kingdom citizens and right now it's time to let it go somebody break the shackles off right now break the shackles off right now the bible said that everything is under our feet he gave us dominion and if he's given us dominion The enemy does not want you to know that you have dominion over him. Stop letting him run your life. Let it go right now. Stop letting him run your life. You were created in excellency. There's glory and honor crowned on your head. I call you whole, I call you virtuous, I call you righteous, I call you holy, I call you above and not beneath, I call you the lender and not the borrower, I call you the head and not the tail, I call you young ladies fearfully and wonderfully made, I call you the object of God's affection, not man's affection. Every person that's facing addiction right now, I break the hand of that addiction, pornography, drug addiction, alcohol addiction. I break the hand of your addiction right now so that you can return to operate in excellency of the one who created you. Hallelujah. Somebody say I'm set free. Somebody say I'm set free. I'm set free. I'm set free. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you're set free. You're set free. You're set free. You're set free. The Bible said, whom the Son sets free is truly free indeed. You are set free. Hallelujah. It is in Jesus' name that I pray. Hallelujah. The blood shall prevail. The blood shall prevail over that sickness, that woman with the issue. That sickness, the blood shall prevail. Touch that that area. Hallelujah. Touch that area. Hallelujah. The blood shall prevail. The blood is flowing right now. The blood is flowing right now. Touch that area. Jesus' blood is healing, it's redeeming, it's restoring. Hallelujah. It is in Jesus' name that I pray. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise. Somebody just worship. Hallelujah. He's inhabiting that place right now of your worship. He's inhabiting that place. I I don't care about the time. He's inhabiting your place of worship right now. He's inhabiting your place of worship. Worship him in excellency. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Worship him right now. Just worship. Hallelujah. Worship. Worship. Worship is a is a central ingredient. Hallelujah. For your breakthrough worship is an essential ingredient for your breakthrough worship. He's coming into that place right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah in Jesus name. Mm. Amen. 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 I don't know who you are, but God said that you did not come into this broadcast by happenstance. That you didn't just luck up on this broadcast, but God is a deliverer and God is a healer. God is a restorer. And he said, you came here because he he ordained you and assigned you to be here on this night for this purpose and in this season. Rosh Hashanah just happened, the Jewish New Year, and he said all things are made new. So you have a New Year breakthrough right now. You have an opportunity to have a New Year breakthrough right now. Celebrate your New Year. Celebrate your breakthrough. Celebrate your breakthrough right now. Celebrate your breakthrough right now. Hallelujah. Celebrate your breakthrough right now. Not just in a normal fashion. Celebrate your breakthrough right now. You're breaking through, you're breaking through, you're breaking through, you're pushing. You're breaking through, you're breaking through. I see you breaking through. I see you breaking down barriers. I see you breaking through doors. I see you breaking down strongholds. I see strongholds being dropped off of your life. I see you coming out. I see you. I see you. I see you coming out. I see you coming out. Your breakthrough is right here. Open up your mouth and worship. Open up your mouth and listen. Open up your mouth and hear the voice of God as it begins to speak to you. Open up your mouth. Your breakthrough is right here. Your breakthrough is taking place. Your breakthrough, you've been in bondage for so long, and your breakthrough is taking place right now. He said open up your mouth. Lift up your hands, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord God. Who is the Lord God? Strong and mighty in battle. Open up your mouth. He's battling for you right now, and your victory is here. Your breakthrough is here. Your breakthrough Through is here. Your breakthrough is here. Somebody simply say, "I'm breaking through. I'm breaking through. I'm breaking through right now. You're breaking through. Your breakthrough. Hallelujah. Your breakthrough. Your breakthrough. Your breakthrough. Hallelujah. 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 He said, I've been faithful and just to perform just what I said I will perform in your life. I have not left you. I have not forsaken you. This season of your life, you're going to go through new doors. You're going to open up. New opportunities are being opened up for you right now. But I need your worship. I need your praise. I need you to, to, to surrender it all to me. Stop listening to the world. Listen to my voice. Turn off the world and listen to my voice. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He said, learn of me. Learn of me. Learn of me. Learn of me. I do all things well. Thus saith the Lord, I do all things well. I created you well. I created you. I created you. He created you well. Just let it all out. Let it all out right now. Let it all out. Let it all out. Let it all out. You've been holding on to it. Young man, you've been holding on to it. You've been holding on to it. God said, let it go. It's coming out of your mouth. Some of y'all are spitting right now. Some of y'all have stuff that feel like it's bubbling up in your stomach right now. God said, let it out. Let it out. Let those burps out. Let it out. That's some spirits coming out. Let it out. Let it out. Deliverance takes place. Healing takes place. Mm. You've been holding on to the bitterness. You've been holding on to the pain. But God said, you can't operate in bitterness. You can't operate in pain if you're going to operate in excellency. He said, you can't operate that way. I did not create you with a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. I call your mind sound. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise. Mm. Hallelujah. thank y'all for tuning in on this evening. From this moment forward, you're setting a standard. You're setting a standard. You're setting a standard. And that standard. You become the standard bearer for you and your house right now. I love you with the love of God, and I'm going to leave you with this. Live on purpose, live for purpose, but most importantly, live in God's purpose. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Go in peace. Be blessed. Tune in Sunday at 1130 right here. same or, or, or In the same spot right now at 1130 a.m. But God is going to have another awesome word for you.